I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome to Welcome Burf Barf. Welcome to Barf TGIF. Separate homes, but TGIF. I quit my coffee regiment about three weeks ago um, because I just, I sleep eight hours a night and so I don't really need it. And I realized I was just giving myself a rumbling of the tum-tums for no good reason. But wait, so, then how do you poop? That, how do you poop if you're not drinking coffee? I've never had a problem with this, only you. <laughs> <laughs> but then my treat to myself on Friday instead of eating a box of donuts is I get a bang. But since it's been three weeks and I haven't had any, I don't think I've had any caffeine other than bags. Oh my gosh. on the weekends. So. Do you just feel I like have, high as a kite? <laughs> I feel like I'm having a manic episode. I'm like, I could do anything. I could build anything. I could solve any problem. Cut, like, come at me or join join forces with me or come at me. But you choose now. Yeah. That's about the level that I'm at right now. The bang caffeine level is, like, intense. Uh, my brother keeps telling his friends not to drink it. He's like, you know that that's poison, right? Like, you don't need that much creatine unless you're... Like, really doing some heavy gains. Hey, it helps. But anyway. It helps maintain uh, muscle mass as an endurance athlete, which is super important. So, you know. Does it really? Yeah. I knew that. It's doing great mm-hmm. things for me. Mm-hmm. That's why you're I made know. of muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you get banged every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's why I get banged. Um, yeah. So I'm filled with creatine, hope, and joy. I don't know how you're doing. I don't know. I, you know, uh, I, I'm doing pretty good, I would say. I've, I'm filled with, let's see. Um, I'm going to say I'm filled with strength and pride. That's what I'm going with. Oh, yes. Hell yeah. Hell That's yeah. That's what I'm going with. Um, uh, what have you been, uh, what have you been training? Before we get into other stuff. I have a quick yeah. shout out that we need to do oh, first. Yes. Um, yes. We have a new patron, which... I will continue to say every time uh, that we are so grateful for every person that signs up on Patreon to support us because I'm amazed that anyone ever listens to an episode of this. I'm surprised <laughs> anybody ever gives two shits about what we're talking about. And the fact that anybody would give us a quarter, let alone anything more than that, astounds yeah, me every single time. Every it's single time. So we wanted to welcome to the Burp Barf team, Taylor Butt. So thank you, Taylor, for becoming a Patreon, and uh, hope you or hope you enjoy us, which apparently you do. And thanks for helping us continue to do this longer, for better or worse. (laughs) So yeah, all right. So now let's go back to the like what you what you getting into. Yeah, what you getting into? What you getting into? What you getting into? Hey, girl, what you getting into? That's me. <laughs> uh, I've been doing a lot of bike riding, kind of an accident. I think because it gives me, like, the same, like, something as running super long distances does. And because my my running endurance is, like, I was going to say woefully small right now. I won't say that, though. It's not woefully small. It just is. I didn't run for almost a month because it, it was ouchy. And now, when I literally, after I run two miles, my abs and my legs are sore. So I'm trying to take that really slow because the reason it was ouchy before is because I would run, I ran like 
50 miles for the quarantine backyard ultra and then a bunch of other heavy stuff on pavement and just lots and lots of pavement miles. So it didn't feel very good. And so then now you just blasted your bones into yeah. oblivion. Yeah. So I'm just taking that part slow, but uh, at the same time, I can get on my bike Sorry and. Sorry about the ghost howling. Oh, you can't hear it. So. Oh, great. Um, uh, so then I. So I've been on my bike a lot and it gives me that same feeling of like. Uh, Traveling, right. yeah, grinding, yeah. especially like, grinding. Moving forward through space, yeah. Yeah, so I've been uh, looking up, like, some gravel routes and stuff, which it's a, it's really funny because they call it a gravel grinder for a reason. I was thinking, like, oh, gravel is the nice thing between road riding and trail no, riding. It's no. not. It's like... No, it's twice as hard yeah. as both of those things. It's, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like the worst things all those. Yeah, it's like quicksand. Yes. It's like go biking uphill in quicksand. Yeah, and I'm, and also, uh, the fact that there's any hills on the routes, like, I can't... It, oh, uh, <sighs> I've done one gravel grinder in my life and was like, oh, this isn't for me. Yeah, it's hard. And I keep not selling my cyclocross bike thinking, oh, well, I'll get into gravel, gravel grinding, and then I'm like... Uh, no, I remember actually what that's like. I mean, your hands hurt from vibrating at the end of the of the ride, from like when you descend gravel. Uh-huh. Like you can feel it tingle in your very fingers. Uh huh. I yeah. the thing that keeps me going is I just keep thinking, and I think it was the Fragile Flowers Women Adventure Race Team from last year. I can see their Facebook post that said all of that training on gravel doing hills paid off. And I just keep thinking about that. I just Okay. I just keep thinking like All that's right, the thing it. that you need to do because when I I and I haven't, you know, I, I'm not I'm still I still say that my day job is not cycling. I'm still like a runner as my day job. But I've done a route in Utica and a route in Centerburg and like I each time that I do it, I'm like, yeah, this is just like Nationals was. Just yeah. like yeah. Just like grindy, grindy uphill. And I'm like, okay, if I want to not feel panically bad at <laughs> this, I'm just going to keep going out and just, I'm doing it. Uh, yes, I know that physically it's conditioning me, but it's more like immersion therapy where I'm like, don't be scared. You're alone. If you need to just stop, you can stop. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no urgency. Yeah. which is We didn't really have much urgency Adventure race nationals, though. No, be real about it. Yeah, but but that was still like the the hardest I could go. I mean, that was like yeah, yeah, yeah. We spent the better part of a day just climbing the final climb. It was so steep and so gravelly and like dusty that we would just stop and stare at it and hold our bikes and like eat Swedish fish and just be like, yeah, keep going up. Yeah. Oh, God. So I'm working on that. So I, I do have that in my head to be like, um, and it is nice because I feel like that's how I kind of fell in love with long distance running, too, was just being able to take out that panicky factor to just be like, you know what? You can just like stop and take a break and eventually it won't feel so bad or it at least won't make you feel so bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, I feel like I never got that kind of like lacks you're going to be okay vibes from either trail running or biking in any way. I feel like people were like, we're racing, are you coming? And I'm like, <laughs> like my friends just went from zero to a hundred in every discipline that I participate in where they were just like, oh, we uh, discovered this new discipline and now you've got to learn how to do it and we're racing next weekend. So be ready. And I'm just like, Bleh. 
This yeah, when I met you, you had already been training for like a year. Yeah. And I had been running three to six miles at a time. So every every entry point to all the sports I've done have just been like, we're running to the starting line. Are you coming? So that has to be the one disadvantage of being, uh, as you've named yourself, a tag a tag along athlete. Because by definition, if you're tagging along, you're gonna get there a little bit later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. me being like the solo first person at first, that helps me establish stuff before anybody sees it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think of literally anything I've done because I've been like. I think that's fun. Um, embroidery, maybe. There you go. So when I start to be like, I'm going to get into embroidery, I'm going to be like, shit, Lauren has gone from zero to a hundred. You better come to the starting line, bitch, <laughs> on my embroidery tip. Better bring your needle, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there are no sports for which that's happened. So yes, we need to practice our gravel grinding and we need to go to at least a virtual paddle clinic on how to put your goddamn paddle in the water. Yeah. We would be... be in my backyard. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, something else worth putting on the Adventure Race Nationals to-do list, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, practice, practice hills on bike, uh, learn how to paddle, get our required third team member. (laughs) Oh. There's that. I, Mm. I mean... There are a ton of people that would that want to go. I mean, I don't know when we tag somebody to be like, you need to be a person. I have ideas, but my fear about the ideas that I have is that they're so good that we might be panicked to have them there. Like, women who mountain bike so fast that they're like the overall KOM on like some gnarly yeah crazy mountain like yeah like well you know what i think i think the um the cure for that is having a conversation with that person to like be like okay this is what our actual pace is or like here's a ride that you did here's a ride that i did in those same conditions just to give you actual perspective and then for you and i to just be like they're better than we are it's this is okay. What we're working with. Yep. This is just. This is what we're working with. We're doing our thing. How do you feel about spending thirteen to twenty hours going six miles an hour on a bike? Would For you real. Want to kill yourself? For real. Like, look, that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. Like, can you slow down and like eat and like have fun while Annie and I cry openly? Like, mm-hmm. would that be fun for you? Mm-hmm. Questionnaire. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. I mean, I don't know though. After after our luck with Mika last year, like. I don't, yeah, I think so there's, rad. I think there's only so much you and I can do to prep for that. And then after that, we just go like, gosh, I hope this ends up being fun. Like, yeah, we don't know man, shit about really, Mika and we lucked out so hard. We lucked out so hard that she was so fun, so enthusiastic. And uh, like, I can't emphasize this enough, unbreakable. Yes. Even when there was no light in her eyes at the creek. When we had just, like, maybe six hours, four hours to go, I was just like, oh, you're just not going to stop. You're just not, like, she was just like, blink, blink, can you put water in my bag? But it wasn't And then when she was later, like, and then she was, when she was later, like, yeah, when I kind of wigged out and you had to fill my water, it was like, that. Wait, wigged out? You just stared at me and said, can you fill my water? (laughs) I don't remember you having a meltdown of any kind. I was like. I I pooped in a ditch and then laid down near that poop. <laughs> That's a true story. 
At that place where we tried, we descended the wrong way. Yeah. And we sat at that checkpoint for a while thinking about what our next move was Mm -hmm. going to be. I definitely, you were like, take your time. We can nap if we need to. I definitely took a poop and then laid down in the ditch near the poop and slept. Yeah. For like a minute and 35 seconds. Yeah. That was great. Dark, dark, dark times. So yeah, we should source our third teammate or at least like... Uh, mostly because, well, and I should say, uh, I'm just going to keep starting and stopping statements, sorry. Uh, I think it, one of the advantages of Nationals this year versus last year, and granted, who, we don't know what the course will actually be like, but the setting for Nationals this year is like single track boating heaven, like, it, it's beautiful. So it's this national forest up in Wisconsin. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. It's like Sheboygan National Forest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think it could be some, it, it is enough of a setting that it would be like, hey, even if I'm three times faster than Annie and Lauren, this is a beautiful place to have an opportunity to be traveling through. So I'm going to add that to the brochure of. Would you like to be our teammate? Mm-hmm. Why, you want to come with us? Yeah. Our female uh, teammate. And I should specify, too, just in case, you know, listeners are like, oh, that could be me. We're looking for a, th- a third female teammate. So. So, dudes, take that draft of the email that you just wrote. Go ahead and delete it. We would love for you to join us on another year that we're much faster because... The, the co-ed, co-ed division, division is... Is <laughs> not possible for... A, I mean, we know people... Twice as fast as us who got 11th in code. It is the, so. it is the premier division, which I also don't take that lightly because I think it's the coolest and kind of unique thing. One of the unique things about adventure racing is that the co-ed division is the premier division. Like the all yeah, men's team, amazing. like the all men's team sport? sometimes are faster. Um, and people are like, yeah, yeah, men, good job, men. But they're like, all right, the co-ed <laughs> division. Yeah. Yep. Which is I awesome. I really like that too. There are yeah. not many, there are no sports I can think of that are like that. Yeah. Well, I've got a boat now. Thanks, Landon Proctor. Uh, so I can practice. That's good. This summer. I can practice my boating. Do you feel like She's you can paddle, do you feel like you can paddle yet? I mean, I, I do remember like two things that someone said last summer. I still feel inefficient, but I'm doing the motion that I was instructed to do. That's good. Um, yeah. My I guess... boat is, uh, her name is the SS Sylvia. Good. If you're, looking, if you're looking to know, she's going to have a little airbrush on her and a little flower, maybe. <laughs> a flower? It's good. No, 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 not a flower. Maybe. Like a skull. How about that? All right. Yeah, yeah. Just like, not a skull, just like a bone. <laughs> just like a single femur. Yeah, yeah. Something really abstract. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like it's hard to know if you paddle well until other people are around or paddling. paddling. Near you? Because and you're like, holy shit, what are you, Boy Scouts? Because even after no sleep, because I think we were never, like, in a pack paddling with people, I still think I thought, like, oh, yeah, we can paddle, just maybe we're not, like, super efficient at it. And then going to nationals and being right next to people as they just, like, fly by, like, 30 miles And they're at the same paddling cadence and just kind of being like, oh, Nope, one of these things is nope. not like the other, and it's <laughs> yeah. us. Mika was just getting bumped in the head with our paddles. She was like, stop paddling, just two of us are going to paddle. And, yeah. we'd be like, and then we'd sing, like, twinkle, twinkle, little star, so we could be on cadence. But, yeah, no, we were just screaming, laughing. We were soaked and just hitting each other with paddles. We were a 
mess. It just occurred to me again, and we had not planned about like our third teammate search, but now that we're talking about it, I'm like, oh, poop. Yeah, it's less than three months away. Well, I don't know. I mean, Mika doesn't live anywhere near us. We, it, it could be, I mean, we have a huge network of barfers. It could be anyone from anywhere. I know, but what, like, what if availability is an issue? It's like the second weekend in September. It's in Wisconsin. It's in, it's in Wisconsin that's like 13 hours away. It's not just no. like, all right, I, I love your confidence. I'm, I, I'm, I'm totally confident that we will find someone. Did you fill out your survey for the Rootstock Racing um, prize list? I did. Did you see that one of the prizes is $300 scholarship for an all-female team to go to nationals? I did. Yeah, that would be great. I, I'm really excited about nationals and like, especially just because I'm feeling, I'm feeling cycling right now. That also makes me really excited. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I got on a bike a little bit. I know you may not feel the way I, uh, you may not feel this way. I feel like you are uh, like, even if I stopped running for a year, I would still feel like I've always had that runner box checked. Like, that's the thing I can do. I feel like your cyclist box is for, forever and always going to be, like, checked. Mm. Like I said, you're not going to feel that way. Maybe. No. I mean, no. But let's say this. Uh, when I went mountain biking by myself, I know that there was no one else there to, like, gauge how good or bad I was doing. I really did feel like, like... You know, I still have some chops. Like, I have to go slowly because my cardio and my thighs will not take me there. But, like, in general, I can I can navigate difficult things without panicking and taking my feet out of the clips. And I can still teach the basic mechanics of mountain biking to a noob. Yeah. So, I feel like, I feel like the teaching is in my pocket. I don't feel like the... It's just, I came from such high-stakes racing. Yeah. So, I just feel like I am a lowly plebe. At this point in my life, because if I tried to race any discipline, I would get murdered. <laughs> so, but I can ride a bike. Yeah, you can ride a bike. Um, yeah. I I have to tell you uh, some stats from my ride yesterday because I'm super proud of it. So I went to Granville and started the Dennis and Bio Reserve, and then like went through there and up north towards Utica. You went on the road. Yeah, I went on the road. So Good for you. I did. Almost 21 miles and 1,800 feet of gain on a bike. Wow. Jeez. My arms are sore from clenching my handlebars so hard because I know, I do. And even as I was doing it, I was like, let loose. I was like, relax your hands. Because it happens even while I'm climbing because I'm trying to like pull my way up the hill. That's not how that works. And like, I I was just like, relax, relax. And I'm like, I will not relax. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I titled my Strava activity, Climb So Hard I Had My Teeth Bared, because I did. I was like, breathing so hard that I was like, (sighs) 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 somehow that makes it feel, the effort feel better is just to like curl your your lips back. You feel like you're pulling the, it's mountain bike, right? Yes. You feel like you're pulling the bars back towards yourself to be like, Oh, I'm gonna get a yeah. cliff like. Whoa. That's yeah. not how physics work. Yeah. You gotta practice keeping your hands on the caps. Just relaxing. 
gently put your fingers on either sides of the caps. <sighs> I'll get there. Um, it was really funny, though, because at one point, uh, I was coming up to an intersection where I was going to turn onto gravel and the other way was road. And this peloton of at least 25 guys, like, on, like, road bikes comes, like, choo, 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 choo. And That's I was the just... Thursday night New Albany ride, right? Maybe. Is it near New Albany? Yeah. So I mean, it's Granville. The fastest ride in Ohio. So I'm just on my mountain bike on the road, just like, and I'm just like, hi! <laughs> and I, I've never done that ride. I could care less about what the, the result was, but I was like, I really wonder if I seem really cool or really not cool right now. I'm gonna go cool. with cool. All right. I was yeah. like, I'm out here doing a hilly thing. It's a di- it's a different vibe. Whatever. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. But yeah. I dig it. Oh. Um. Also on the list of like new things, and I know you uh, have dipped your toe fully back into this too. I uh, went for my first uh, geocache as practiced yesterday oh, with yeah. uh, Arbor, my daughter, and she got her first geocache. It was gnarly. So first we went for one that was on the bridge near our house that's close and could not find it. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a micro and I actually, somebody even, uh, uh, and you can choose to look at it or not, but I was like, I'm going to look at it. So I looked at a picture of the geocache itself Still could not find it. Um, so I had to give up on that one and went for the second one that was kind of in the general vicinity of our house. And it was in the it was in the woods woods, like by the river Sweet. and the highway. Like I so Arbor was on her bike. So I carried her bike as we're bushwhacking through the woods. And I mean, it's bushwhacking like sweet it's flood like all the debris from like flooding and stuff is there everything's overgrown mosquitoes everywhere like mud like i mean it was intense and i, I told our i was like i go honey we can literally stop whenever you want i said because just just to frame this this is pretty miserable like this is like it, it was just a it was just so muggy and gross and we i mean we it was significant. It made me think of like nitro gain and spots where nitro gain was really gross. The only benefit being there wasn't so many briars, but that same like mm-hmm. muggy mosquitoes. It's impressive. Just yeah. oh god, it makes so you bad. feel like giving up. Yeah, yeah so it's just bad. Like too many factors. Yep. Yeah. But we got to the geocache. Um, got to write on the little log, and Arbor like didn't complain like at all. But there was times where I thought we like we had to double back twice. I think because the brush was too thick to get through because it's just Whoa. everything's so lush right now um There's much easier geocaches yes than that out there. i know so um that sounds like a juicy one but i was i was happy for the practice because um thinking about doing uh the lockdown my lockdown adventure race attempt uh next weekend um i'm just thinking i need to get the hang of like what the difficulty level is because it's it's everything right like it could be anything from like oh it's stuck on the underside of this post this mailbox and it can also be like it's it's on a bridge that you go over nearly every single day and even when you look for it you can't find it i would say the ones in the parks that you would probably run at 80 percent of them are totally findable and 20 percent of them are almost impossible 
That's good Mohican, to know. Mohican, you should look at the map at Mohican because someone has done a crazy, there's mystery cache and regular cache and mystery caches where you have to solve the, the puzzle in order to get the coordinates of where the thing is. So oh. it would be a question mark instead of a regular treasure box. Cool. Someone has placed hundreds of mystery caches at Mohican. And, and because it doesn't matter exactly where you put them on the map because they're a mystery, they've put them in these giant like a square with a smiley face in it with like hundreds of them that's so remarkable when you see it, it looks like who's the techno marshmallow head guy i'm such an old lady oh uh uh Marsh. mouse mouse no that's no. dead mouse anyway it looks like 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 an old-fashioned hacker hacked into the geocache website and was like because it's like in all these patterns and there's a whole section of Mohican Forest that says GGG. And, like, and it's over the course of like five miles. And they're all mystery caches. That's so cool. I know. I lost my mind. And my husband was like, uh, cool. And I was like, hundreds of mystery caches in the shapes of smiley faces. And he was like, I don't know what you mean at all. Also, just as a planner, I admire awesome. so much how much dedication and time it takes to neurotically do that. Uh, another uh, another thing that I thought was really sweet is on the geocache app, I put on the first one that we went for, I said DNF. I said this was the first one I've ever done. I assumed that I probably would not find it. And within probably 10 minutes, the person who placed the geocache was like, don't be discouraged. Like, this is a really hard one to find. Please keep... Please keep geocaching. Oh, like, just, wow. yeah, really nice. Really nice. So, like, the oh, community yeah. aspect seems really cute. I don't know if I've already said this in the podcast, and if I have, I'm sorry, but I have to talk about it because geocaching is, like, orienteering is, like, your bag. It's, like, you're really, really freaking good at it, and, and I sometimes follow you and have occasional skills to offer. But, like, I feel like geocaching because I used to do it years ago yeah. when I was a social traditional social worker I do it on my breaks it to me knowing that geocaches exist changes my perception of reality and here's how please <laughs> it, elaborate it adds this trans <laughs> it adds this transparency layer over your existing perception of the world that says here's a thing that you know about there's some woods over here there's a phone pole over here and then it says there are treasures literally everywhere around you. Everywhere. See that phone pole? It, there's something hiding in it. There's a little note with some little Legos in it. And to me, like, when I was a kid, I always used to dig in places to, like, look for treasure. And I dug up underneath the pine tree in my parents' front yard and found, like, a He-Man and, like, a bunch of other, like, kid stuff that another kid had buried. And I was like, this proves it. This proves there's treasure everywhere. And so geocaching has just, like, solidified that notion in me. That just, like, the world as you see it is is not exactly all there is to see. Like, there could be a famous painter across the street from you painting the most beautiful paintings inside their house. And in the same way that that could be possible, there is also treasure everywhere. It's like a magical overlay of the world. It's like in Google Maps yes. you can have, like, standard view, satellite view... Magic layer view. I totally get that. Magic view. Magic view. That should be a thing. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So yeah, geocaching, biking, thinking about nationals coming up. Regarding training and running and all that other goodies. Yeah. Um, I, I have my 
My final virtual race coming up. No, really? I know, I know. Well, I mean, I have Givrat. I have my run across Tennessee. I'm not even halfway yet. Oh, my God. And I feel like I've really been chipping away at it. I'm on, I'm in two days, I'm at day 90 of my no, no days off run. Whoa. So that has not been hard. I sh- I'm sure it will be at some point, but for the first 90 days, that has just been fun. Um, my experience from people uh, doing streaks, it's more, it's not so much an issue of like, uh, of uh, determination. It's been an issue of like, oh shit, I forgot to run yesterday. <laughs> So just, you know, pay attention. Don't take your eye off the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am familiar with that. Um, but I, I work from home, so I, like, the only thing I'm waiting for all day is to be able to go run. So it would be impossible for me to forget, because it's, like it's like a dog in a cage who's like, and as soon as it opens, I'm like, <laughs> so, yeah, I won't forget. So yes, my my final virtual race, um, which will be taking place of Mohican 50 this year, is the Aravipa Hypnosis 54K Night Run. That's right. I might chug four bangs. I might take MDMA. Nobody knows. (laughs) I would... Uh, there's few things I advise against pretty much ever. I would advise n- ensuring you don't do both of those things. I would not. Oh, I promise I will. I would do not that. get banged four times on MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> Unless yeah. you go and you do it. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah, you just don't know what damage that might do to your body. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to be weird. I think my husband's going to crew it. Oh. Also good. Which would be cool. Um, I don't. There are no specifications about start times. Like it doesn't say you have to start when it's dark. It just says once it's cooled down, start your run. That's like I looked all over the website for. You know, I want to lang it. I want to do exactly the parameters of the thing. Otherwise, there what's the point no- of a virtual race? It's just any other run you would do if you don't do the thing the way the thing's right. supposed to be done. Yeah. So it just says. Wait till it cools down, and that's the point of all of these night or viper races. Mm-hmm. So I might actually do it before the sun sets, because I'd really like to be in bed for some of the dark hours so I don't lose my actual goddamn mind. Yeah. Yeah. Also, because uh, um, I my ride last night, I started at, like, 6. I was done at, like, 9.20. Still didn't need still a light. light. I still didn't need a light. Yeah. So, yeah, if you were, yeah, if you were to wait until the true darkness takes us... You would be way too late. It's too, too late. Because it's going to take me eight hours to run 34 miles, like at least, because it's going to be a lot of, I mean, I haven't really Where are you running it? The bike path. It's not going to take you eight hours. I don't know about that. What, what would be like a 12 minute pace? What's a 12 minute pace for 34 miles? Mm. I, I don't do math. I refuse to do math on this podcast. So I think of I think our Huff five thirty six was a ten minute twelve pace, right? Something like that. So let's say uh, that it's so this t- is like thirty two miles ish. So let's say it adds um, an extra ninety minutes. Then that would be, yeah, that would be eight hours, which so is not eight hours. Half, so twelve minute pace would be six and a half ish hours. See, there you go. But I'm not going to run a twelve minute pace. 
On the road, you might. Woof. I'm not saying, and I'm not saying this is like, you should push for that. I'm just saying, I think you're, I think you're like, hangout speed. I guess you, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, it's a dope shirt. It's baby blue. Baby blue? Oh, it's so pretty. Do you have it within arm's reach? Now it's in the next room. Oh, you're the worst. I know. I know. Sorry. I, I want to. Well, I can't show it to you until I've earned it anyway. It's very deeply okay, secretive. Okay. Okay. And I, the metal is way cooler than I thought it would be because it looks like they're felt on the website, but when you get them, they are is like. Is it glitter wood? Hard composite. It's glitter composite. I So this is why I want to see the Aravipa Night, the, what's the series called? The Insomniac series. I want to see all that swag in person because it does not translate on the internet. It does not translate no, it via social media. It looks it, it looks like it, it is cheap. glitter foam, like when you yeah. would get it for like crafting, which I know not it's to be not. the case because their limitless swag is beautiful. Their across the year yeah. stuff was beautiful. Like they just make quality stuff. So you're like, I know I'm missing something, but I need to like I need to oh, hold no. it. I need to smell it. I need to it's rub dope. it on my face. Yeah, I'll let you do that. Okay. It's totally worth cool. it. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of them. I might sign up for some more of them just to have more things to do. They are beefy mileage, though, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I know that things are going to start opening up again, but, like, I I don't know about racing. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, they moved Mohican to Halloween weekend. Uh, it's, it's my wedding anniversary, y'all, so I might not be allowed to do that. And also, I'm not exactly sure that I want to give my money to that institution anymore. Yeah, which is rough. I, I hear you it's on that It's rough because it's so dear to my heart. Like, I, it's a miracle I don't have a Mohican tattoo. Like, Mohican has been everything for me. Yeah, mo, my mo, Mohican is to me as Great Seal is to you. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I get that. It's very dear to me. One of the things we're working on. Oh, I've just been, just been running as hard as I can. Still doing the, the um, idiots method. Good. Yeah, getting pukey in my neighborhood on eighty-five degree days for fun. Just for fun. <laughs> it's because I love the feeling of like sweat burning through my eyes and my ears going wah 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 wah. And I want to come home and I like to make my protein milkshake. Mm-hmm. Like banana, flaxseed, chia seed, uh, spinach. I almost said spaghetti. <laughs> Yeah. A little, little bit of spagooter. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of ice. <laughs> and then I like to get in a freezing cold shower and chug a cold milkshake. Like, there's just... Mm. Yeah, sounds mm. very refreshing. Nothing better. Mm, I love Nothing a spaghetti better. smoothie. Yeah, right? Ooh. <laughs> a little bit of extra carbohydrate. That's funny. We were watching... Uh, we were watching some TV show and as a joke that was like the guy was making dinner for the woman and it was like plain spaghetti and uh, they were they were both poking fun at how bad that was. And literally that day I had gone for a big bike ride and came home and Andy had made plain spaghetti to just put on whatever you want. And I was like, I was like, this is messed up because I was like. Plain spaghetti is exactly what I wanted. Like, I put, like, olive oil and salt on there with some cut-up tomatoes and just, like... Uh, I mean, you you aren't for pasta anyways, but I was like, yeah, the dinner that was made in this TV show literally as a joke is exactly the thing I wanted to smash. So if you want spaghetti in your smoothie, girl, you do it! <laughs> I'll just put it right in there. Pasta's growing on me. It's growing on me. Uh Oh, can I name one more thing to just, like... Put a bug in your ear? Yeah. There is, because usually I think of, like, 
Uh, orienteering for me is very like seasonal. Like I have a season for orienteering. It's usually over the winter. Um, mostly, I mean, not mostly, but a lot of it has to do with in the summer and stuff. Everything's overgrown. It's, it's really hot. It's not a great time to be like off trail and everything. However, um, the Northeast Ohio Orienteering Club, and this has been pushed by the Cincinnati Orienteering Club and the Central Ohio Orienteering Club as well. They set up like a shit ton of points at Camp Tuscazar. Uh, which is, and it's a, so essentially you can go out and the goal is to get as many control points as you can, excuse me, as many CPs as you can. I forget if there's a time window or if it's just like as long as you can go, but it's, it's like a private property. So it's not like park rules, but it is one of those things that's in that, um, nice area of being competitive while still going on while everybody's, you know, observing health, healthy practices. So I think I would like to make a go at getting as many CPs as I could at Camp Tuscazar. And it's like, it's almost like a FKT board. So, mm. you know, depending on how things are going for you and I in like a couple weeks, maybe we would make like a field trip. So I, I just, you know, we'll see. I, 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 it just, it sounds really, it sounds really fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love a thing that I can be competitive at without anybody actually seeing me. Because if we go out and we botch the whole thing, then we can just hide in anonymity. Never did it. No. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a blizzard. Never mind. Home. Never mind. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Any other uh, thoughts before we sign off for today? No, ma'am. Just grinding away. Just getting it. Just getting it. Um, just want to put out that we love you all. I just feel like... We love you so yeah, much. Just feel like grateful, like squishies and just yeah. thinking about like hugs and people and... Well, I'm always thinking about hugs and people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I feel warm, squishy, and I want to hug people. Yeah. I'm hugging all, all of you right now. We'll get there eventually. For now, an air hug. And until next time... We are... Burf, burf, burf. burf.